Welcome to Toffee TV. It is the Daily Live. Um, be joined by Ped in a minute. He's stuck in traffic. Um, but Delhi, it's all about Delhi today. It's the big story. Obviously, Everton have signed Ashley Young. We'll get into that in a bit as well. Um, there's links to uh, Anthony Alanga, but they've not really disappeared from January when Everton tried to get him. But the big story today is Delhi and his interview with Gary Neville on a special edition of The Overlap. If you've not seen it, you should watch it. It's a, a very... It's a difficult watch at times, I won't lie. Um, having worked in social care, working with people with addictions, what he's done today is incredibly brave. Being able to talk about some of the most difficult things that he's ever had in his life, ever will have in his life, is uh, that was uh, not the flash? Is an incredibly brave thing to do to to sit there and uh, to open up that those old wounds. I guess obviously he's just come out of rehab, so it's still quite fresh for him. Normally, the guidelines would have been let this settle a little bit. What you've just done, but he, he feels ready to speak today. I think Gary Neville has done an excellent job uh, in being sensitive to everything that was going on. Obviously, when you watch the interview, you can see how upset Gary Neville is. It'd be hard to sit with someone while he tell you that personal information and not to be upset over it. It's very difficult. Mental health is incredibly... It's an incredibly difficult thing to talk about for a lot of people, particularly men. I'm not I'm not just saying there's only men who struggle with it because there's lots of women who struggle with it as well in terms of speaking about it. But it, it, we know that there is a stigma around men there will be stigma around professional footballers, especially. It's seen as very macho if you start speaking about the fact that you're struggling with life in general, then it's a weakness for a lot of people. But hopefully things are beginning to change in the world. That is, and, and in football in particular, it's in... I've had issues. I think we all have. I think we've all... I think or a lot of us have, have had issues. Um, I had issues that made me leave... That, that career because it's it, the, what you see is really difficult but for him who's in the public eye for someone who was you know in England international played at the Premier League all over the world it's for him to come out and talk about this now knowing that he will he'll get some sensationalist headlines from tabloids because that's what they do they're like vultures aren't they uh, but hopefully a lot of people will take half from it hopefully a lot of people will take confidence to open up about their mental health issues because talking about it does help even though you think when you're in it it doesn't and it's very difficult you don't want to almost burden other people with that that's certainly how i how i felt at times you don't want to share that stuff with other people a because it makes you look weak that's how you think in your head b you always want to give the impression you're okay i think he said something that really was really really important in that interview is he reacts with it by laughing that's his defense mechanism to almost smirk and to laugh and you, we see that a lot in people with mental health issues or people with addictions of trying to say no i'm all right and, and a little laugh comes as if they're not taking it seriously and when you've looked at other stuff you see that ped obviously this is a this is a huge story today a huge and but hugely important not just not just for football, not just for Delhi and Everton, but just in general that someone with a high profile has actually sat down, opened up about it. 
yeah, extremely brave. Um, I think it's listening to the whole interview. Uh, you know, he's done obviously done the right thing for him, but it's also sad that it sounded a little bit like he'd been pressured into it as well. Um, by tabloids. Tabloids. Mm. Um, I can only guess which one it would be. Um, putting someone in a situation. And we've had this a lot. I mean, we've just literally in the last four or five days, the whole country's been in a whodunit saga over something that might turn out to be something which has got absolutely nothing to do with anybody else. Mm. Um, it's it's difficult because. In a way, this has got a lot. This has got to do with other people, hasn't it? Um, and because we're always talking about it, and we all want to know, and everyone's been talking about the last couple of two, three years, the the downfall of of Delhi and why it's all gone wrong, and mm. and you know, little did we know that it was the factors were so um, incredibly difficult and challenging for him. So he's. He's gone away. He's obviously had rehab. He's obviously got those things out. He's spoken about them. He's spoken about them in his own way. He's sat down with someone he's comfortable sitting down with. Mm. And he's come out. And, and now it's a case of him getting himself fit. Very encouraging what he said about the football side of things. That he's got the hunger back. Whatever happens to him, that's, that's good that he's got that. Because mm. obviously we've... We've sat here for the last 12 months thinking, well, it just sounds like this lad's going to just probably end up retiring. Mm. And I don't think that would have been the right thing by listening to what he'd said because that would have been almost like admitting defeat. Whereas um, by listening to what he said, he's he's gone through he's gone through it all. He's, he's, he'll, he'll, I imagine he'll always have those demons, but he'll be able to cope with them now. And if that means he's um, he gets enjoyment out of what he loves doing, then that's brilliant for him. Um, and we'll we'll see what the next steps are. You know, he's an Everton player, and hopefully, hopefully he he gets on the pitch and he starts showing what he thinks he's capable of. Which mm. sounds like he thinks like he's capable of more. Mm. I think it's massively, massively important for. This this particular topic to be discussed because when you've got someone as high profile as him, and he has been high profile, and people have questioned him. We've questioned him. Fans have questioned him. Of other clubs, Tottenham fans questioned him. We've seen him at his very best because he was such a he was a superstar, wasn't yeah, he? In the yeah. making in the twenty eighteen World Cup, and he did have a, a a fall. And when you listen to him speak, and he says at twenty four, he's looking in the mirror. Wondering if it was just best to retire mm. because of, of everything that was going on, and then he obviously opening up about his life. I mean, his life—he's had traumatic, traumatic events in his life. No child should be without guidance. You know, he's he's seven year old with a key. He was just allowed to come in whenever. You know, he was a drug runner. He said uh, he got shipped off to Africa. Mm. to some place he didn't know to learn discipline and things like that. All hugely traumatic events for a young person without any support. And therefore, you do create defence mechanisms mm. for yourself. His defence mechanism 
didn't feel like he could discuss things, despite, you know, you've obviously um, very complimentary about his, his adoptive parents, if you like, and, and said what a fantastic, you know, family he's got now. But he still didn't feel like he could speak to them. And, and everywhere, up and down the country and all over the world, there'll be lots of people in the same thing who, mm. who want to, who love and appreciate the people they've got in their life. But for whatever reason, can't fully explain what's going on for mm. for because it is incredibly difficult it can be anything yeah. it can be addiction it can be shame and embarrassment it can be something obviously he had a traumatic event at six the age mm. of six he was he was sexually abused at the yeah, age yeah. of six which is devastating obviously very upsetting and um, hard to talk about as a child imagine having to go mm. that way you know who do you speak to about that it's just incredible and therefore, at some stage, you you do, and again, I, I saw this a lot working in it. Mm. People just look for something that makes them numb, yeah. so that they can just get through the day. It's gambling, it's alcohol, it's it's drugs. It can be porn, it can be, uh, it can be theft, it can be anything just to get them to a different place. And yet, we almost feel the way society is that footballers shouldn't be. Uh, shouldn't have any of these worries because we. Sh- I first we first saw this with Stan Collymore, and I'll be honest, when Stan Collymore first said this at the time where I was, you were a bit like, "I know, mate, but you are getting paid a lot of money, so you do have to." But then I worked with it, and it opened my eyes immediately. I'll be honest, it changed my opinion immediately. That and you do change how you have to deal with people because you see that it's difficult for them to. Open. I, I was going into families; the curtains would be shut in the house. I think I've said this before, and I'd be like. Open the curtains, open the windows, go out and, you know, go. And they're, like, looking at me as if I'm saying, like, let's go for a 20-mile run mm. because it was that much of an effort yeah, for yeah. them. If you're in the spotlight and you've got the demands every day, and we do it as fans, we we do treat them like the robots because we just do. We just, it's just part of it. It's a game to us, and mm. it's it's more than a game. It's our, a lot of us invest so much in it. Of, of like them, we put it on them, we live vicariously through footballers, oh, yeah. don't we? They're us, that represent mm-hmm. us. For them, young lads, and for him in particular, who didn't have that safe environment growing up. As, and there's loads of kids who, who who are going through this as well, oh, and yeah. it'll be from people who are trying their best, it just doesn't, it's difficult for them. Yeah. For him to have all that, and there'll be, I imagine there's lots of footballers who've got these same kind of stories mm-hmm. that are, are going through it. I think it's hugely important that today he's opened up with it. And today it, it puts that spotlight on. Look, there, there might be other stuff going on when these people aren't performing to how we want them mm. to perform. We've seen it recently with... We've seen people like Ariana Grande talk about it. Um, mm. uh, weight issues yeah, because yeah. of that. We've seen... I remember like Demi Lovato and yeah. things like that. We've seen the girl out of Little Mix mm. who just... Uh, Nelson is it Jesse Nelson who left them because people were constantly going on at the weight of how she looked mm. and we do almost because these people are in a public eye we do kind of treat them as though they're, they're absolutely um, untouchable mm. nothing bothers them we see it and you know we get stick and for saying things and, and people keep it and people who don't like you have a go and you, people will say well I remember someone that I was having a conversation about this and I was like, that comment was a bit unfair because of this. And someone said, well, yeah, 
you're there, you're in the public eye, so the public eye, but you know what I mean, on yeah, in yeah. a very tiny microcosm, obviously, but you're there so people can say what they want to yeah. And I was like, no, but they can't though, because it was just one thing. And I'm not, and no one's ever taught, trained me, you, not anyone, and no one certainly has, has trained people like Delhi, who are mm-hmm. everywhere. Like I said, other people who, who do these things, no one's ever given them because I don't think you can prepare them for what they have to go through pressure-wise. And I know they're well-paid, and I know there's lads and women who are out there who are grafting, working the bollocks off to just pay the mortgage to put some food on the table for their kids. I'm not saying, whoa, whoa, is football is no, so, no, so it's difficult. Not, it's I'm not- just saying... Pressure-wise and for men- the and stuff mental he's talking it. about is nothing to do with him being a footballer, though. Mm. It's stuff to do with Life, him being, you know, when he was a kid. Mm. And there'll be loads of we loads of kids going through that right now mm. who have been who get thrown to the wolves, yeah. who will look for things like football as an escape, and then so when they go into that, all that other stuff. Um, it you know it's supposed to disappear, but it's always going to be at the back of your mind. And if someone says something to you about it, or or those things reemerge because you've had tough times, or you've been released by your club or anything, those mm. things are going to those things don't go away. That's the thing; they just get hidden by other things, like you've just said. And we have this; we do have like a we do have like a weird like shame culture in this country, and it might be in other countries as well, where it's like like. Um, with, you know, in t- in terms of like alcohol and 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 gambling and stuff, like just to like give you an example, like mm. you'll have heard this a million times, but you know when you see like a homeless person and you you know they're begging or whatever, and someone go, oh, don't give them any money, they'll just spend it on alcohol, and you're like, so what? Mm. So what if they spend it on alcohol? If that gets them, if that gets them through the day, if that's their their thing that gets them through, like living on the street, mm. like then so what if they're living gets- on the street? Yeah, they're living on the street. <laughs> they don't have any nice things they don't have anywhere to live they don't have any safety they don't know if they're going to get through the day so if they go and buy a, a can of cider or something so what you know big deal you know when people we're all we we are we're all very judgmental of course we are we all we, we all do it you know even the like recently with the ivan tony thing it's like what are the reasons? Are the are we getting to the bottom of the reasons of why why people are doing that? You know, rather than going, oh, look at the state of look at what these people are doing. It's like all the time, it's building on top, building on top, isn't it? You know, people who come to this country from other countries that are just trying to escape like war and stuff and and think they're gonna have a better life and yet they're chastised for that. It's like there's so much stuff going on. And then the flip side of that is obviously people saying, just talk, ask for help. Um, don't worry about it to me right i think that can be a problem at times as well this idea that we just have to talk certainly men right and i've I've spoken about this before men don't talk but it's not but you can't force that if you've got all this deep trauma because we are brought up in a way of like not like tougher out anything but it is that like be lads smile through it you're not gonna go mate um this has happened to me because simple fact is the person you say that to doesn't know how to deal with it so therefore they're gonna think it's a joke and it's it's ridiculously hard for anyone to come out and say um i oh, just just i think you do have to do it though because, no i think i think you do but I... I also think there's this thing of like just talk when it's it's it massively massively hard for people to take that shame and just say i'm gonna tell you because you and that's what I'm saying, that's a, that's a that's a societal thing of like of like we need to um learn or we need to be 
have processes in place from the very start mm. of kids in school being able to go in and feel like they can and, and don't get me wrong a lot of that's flawed because we've heard all kinds of other things about kids in schools and all all other things or what whichever whichever what is your solace whether it be church or whatever we need to put practices in place where people do feel comfortable like it's not abnormal and i think that is becoming more common because you see more and more like obviously kids being a lot more relaxed with with whatever they are whether they you know whether they're gay or trans mm-hmm. or whatever so kids feel like they can be comfortable the obviously the safe spaces are more likely to be there so hopefully the next few generations but i think i do still think it's really difficult for someone certainly like and we've seen it on the last couple of days with hugh edwards like i understand there's there's this side of things that the people are reporting on but the other side of it is who knows what that fella's been dealing with for years and years and years and and there's not the there's always stigma, isn't there? There's always I mean there's you know, there's the charity it's literally called chasing the stigma because there's a stigma there of everything now. Mm. There's a stigma of, of like weakness. You've just mentioned it with Stan Collymore when he f- came out. The first thing he got told was by his manager, man up. Mm. Man up. Mm. Who do you think you are? You're nothing special. You earn all this money. Or having a few days off, are you? Where the man was clearly suffering. Mm. And other people have suffered. So we have to put practices in place where people can feel comfortable, can sit down and say, listen, what's going on? Mm-hmm. What's, what's, or they can go. So I don't think it's as simple as in a re, in the, in the world, that'd be lovely if we could just have a, if a, have a conversation, if someone could just go to someone else and feel really comfortable. I, I don't know. You know, I've got mates who I've been mates with for years and years and years. I don't know whether I'd be comfortable going to speak yeah, to them about ev- things. Yeah, everyone's got that. Listen, I had a, my cousin hung himself at 32 mm. because he, he couldn't open up. Yeah, yeah. Everyone in the family, you know, his mum had seen him, he was, he was going home and stuff like that. So, you know, people didn't know his mates. Why didn't he speak? Mm. Why didn't he speak? And he just say it. We developed, we'd have done this. We all said it. He could have phoned me. He could have mm. phoned my brother. He could have phoned his brother. It, 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 it is a, it's a bit more difficult mm. thing. Of course it is. I understand that. But that's what I'm saying. If you can, if you can, the the other thing as well, and this is again this this kind of played into where mine started was with the job I was doing. Was the services were getting cut and cut yeah, and cut. So the stress comes on me, and and I'm going and having to sit with people, and I'm in school with children while they're telling me things that you kids shouldn't be going through. Yeah, yeah. And it's like. How like what? How do I process it? What can I do? Yeah. And in the end, I was just drowning because exactly. there was no services. So it's walking. Well, there's no services for you. You end up sitting there though, listening to someone, and then going, right, okay. Um, how can well, like, how thing, can I it? help you? But that's the thing. but that's one side of it. That's like the bad side of it. The other side of it is if it if it for some people they can be helped, and the family can support, mm-hmm. or friends can support, and I know offloading. Can right, okay. What can we do then? How can how can we do? We've seen a, a thing, but well, that's the other side of it. Didn't you play? Yeah, yeah. The, I was just gonna know. say that's the other side of it, though. People mm. do talk and they got nowhere, they get nowhere. Mm. People talk and they'll go and see somebody and they'll go, Right, what's the next step? And there's no plate things in place in this country for that next step for normal people, like you've just said it there. People will people come to you and speak, right. But who's helping you? Yeah. Who's helping you deal with with that? You've just had to sit and listen to people tell you all the terrible things, and and you're looking at their lives, and you're looking at what they have to go through, 
And who's there to help you? Because then you go, then you go right. I'm gonna have to take this up the ladder. I'm gonna have to take this to the next stage. And you feel like you're drowning in it because you're watching people who are at the re- the real the bottom. And also, by the way, again, another thing about this country: people who are on benefits and stuff like that. We shame them, and yet there's people at the top who are destroying our country who get away with it. Mm. And we shame these people who who are literally drowning in it. We've got a society that it's basically is basically created so. There's a blame culture to put all the blame on these people who are drowning, who don't know what to do, who don't know when the when their when when the uh, next wage packet's coming in or whatever. We live in this society, so then so they're drowning in it. They come to someone like you. You're like, how do I deal with it? Because I've got to deal with. I'm the caseworker, let's say mm. for five six families, and they've all got problems. So you're drowning in it. So then you end up going <laughs> off sick mm. with mental health problems, and then someone points the finger at you, going, "What are you doing?" And because there's no service to deal with it, you go sick. That it's sick. There is nobody else to take your position. This is what we've built as a country. We've built a society that doesn't care for the next person. We've built a society that literally just just points fingers at people and going, so so what? So mm. what? Get over it, to, man up, man up. We have, we, have, we have to try to turn this a little bit and we have to and again, people like Delhi today speaking about it. I think it's huge. I think it's huge to, to put it out there. I hope people are supportive. Mm with them I hope I think Evertonians will be I think Everton fans will get right behind them I think Tottenham fans will be backing them they love them um, and hopefully he will get he talks about in the video helping one person I think he'll help a lot more people by speaking about it Gary Neville's done a tremendous I think he's done a tremendously yeah, yeah. empathetic job but, sitting there and getting them to open up but let's hope let's hope football gets behind this because mm. again football is another horrible horrible place mm. you know you've got people who are obviously who are gay who feel like they can't come out. You've had like things like the Black Lives Matter where people are booing it. You've got you've you've got a place you've got place where people f- clearly feel in that they can't come and speak about the the issues they've got. Aftercare is still a huge problem. No, no, it was a huge when, problem when, when I people get released. When yeah. I left, when I was released, it was, it's a huge problem. Ten years ago, when my mate's nephew was released playing for Manchester United, there was nothing, and he. he was a good player he should have had a career and he hasn't because it, his head's yeah. took over but I'm not good enough I'm not good enough it does it affects you it, it affected me at that time it affects you it's still affecting lads today there was, we've had a thing recently where lads have killed themselves we've yeah. been released from football clubs that aftercare has to get better yeah, yeah. it's a, such a horrible cutthroat pressurised industry when you watch things and I loved it the Crystal Palace um, Academy I loved it but I was shocked that kids are fighting for contracts at nine yeah. years of age. It disgusted yeah. me. Yeah. It disgusted me. I, I've got a 12-year-old. I'm not saying he's good enough to go and play for football, uh, make it as a footballer. Who knows, whatever. He's certainly not good enough at the moment. I would never let him in to an academy right now, ever, for yeah. that thing of, I've got to fight these kids. I've got to get out you and see it all the, the other side of it, though, is, and we speak a lot about kids' footy, because you and Mike mm. and got my mate Graham who comes in and yeah. and we speak about it a lot I, I find it all ridiculous yeah. kids with the trackies with the initials on yeah. and all that I see it on Facebook all the time oh my lad's just signed for so and so and he's nine I'm like so why what? are you heaping that on him why don't mm. you just go leave him yeah. just leave him to play football mm. no, don't, like, don't get me wrong you go and play but it's like no, I, what, sorry, no, what no. I mean is don't like build it up exactly just leave like, it and so see what, what happens so what it's like, like these kids again it's that pressure of like mm. 
So you've got now a year now of like a kid not actually enjoying footy, but just trying to survive. Like it's a reality yeah. contest right. to survive at a footy club. And I and think, it, you know what the irony of it is, and that the things like um, South of the River and all that mm. showed this that it's actually for kids who aren't at academies and stuff. There's still a huge yeah, opportunity to get in, and they're getting in 17, 18, 19 when they can deal with it a little mm. bit more. We've just but, seen Ezzy, who's a mate, who's yeah. brilliant, at least six times. He's like, God, I kept getting rejected, and I kept getting rejected, and it's like, why is that pressure? Yeah. But imagine having that pressure just to swing it back to Delhi because yeah. I know we're swinging off. No, 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 but to put it back on him, he's had that. You know, MK Don's first team at sixteen. Mm. The pressure there to fighting. And but then, even you know, I found right what I found really interesting was like when he said, um, number one, he said like obviously some a tabloid that got hold of it, but then when he said about like where Mourinho said he was lazy, mm. and so that does if you've got if you've got something like when we signed them, we were like, well, it's there. But as he said, well, the week later he turned around to me and said something different. But that's not on film because that's not the narrative. That's not the narrative they want to create. He was a big player at Spurs at the time, and they've created that. And losing Pochettino obviously was huge for him because mm. um, he obviously and we we seen obviously we seen the other day Pochettino come out said I'll help him, and obviously he must have been obviously very aware of what was about to happen. Um, but it is things like that as well, isn't it? It's 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 um, it's changing the narrative on somebody, and that person has got no way of controlling that. Yeah. And it's contr- and that we, we you know we sat we, we sat there and said this yesterday. Funny enough, on a show we did yesterday at five o'clock. It's like you know if you can if you can humanize footballers, if you can make people. Uh, fall in love with a footballer for mm-hmm. whatever he does off the, off the pitch yeah. then that can be hugely important so you get away from them being you know a robot just the thing that runs up and down the pitch and we're all guilty of it, of course listen I can't sit here and say I'm not guilty of of, of it of course of course mm-hmm. I am of course I am um, but sometimes you need you do need to know the backstory of these people you need to know what makes them tick a little bit not so much the ins and outs of everything, but you need to know a little bit. So, what drives them? What what they've been suffering under? You know, um, there's been I mean, there's been so many stories. Foreign players when they come over, it takes some time to settle. Language, the you've you've got to uh, f- factor in their their partners mightn't be happy, or their kids mightn't be happy, or whatever. Um, we've had sto- heard stories in the past where a player came over and his wife was really really ill, and the club. Really helping and stuff like there's so many different things, isn't it? But but like you know, just to go full circle, all we can hope is that this opens people's eyes a little bit to what he's what he's been through, mm-hmm. and 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 rather than just saying, well, I hope everyone just is nicer to him, I hope it gives the strength to other footballers Absolutely. to come out and say. Absolutely. Listen, this is what I'm dealing with, mm. and actually, it's like I remember, and I remember I go back again. I remember when Paul Mason came out. And the first thing about it was like, shame, 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 being caught being a cocaine addict, shame, shame, shame. And then it was like, he revealed why he'd done it. And he was, it was like, suddenly it had gone from being the thing that gets built up of like drug abuse and all this kind of thing to, well, why did he do it? Mm. What? Why did he feel well, like? It's just a symptom. Yeah, taken. it's like, what, exactly. He's a, he's a compulsive symptoms. gambler for and a compulsive drug taker at the time for mm. what? You know, and maybe the store, the reasons, maybe never really truly came out. Mm. But he he came out, and it's it's got to be the same with, um. You know, 
maybe we've all got it when we hear these stories, just stop for one minute and go, what drove him to do that Human thing? Human beings. Yeah, yeah. What drove him to do that thing? You know, um, rather than pointing the finger and going, oh, I hope he gets 12-month ban or whatever. It's just like, what? wonder what drove him to do that. And when people are talking, you know, talking about, like, the reasons, alcohol sponsors and, 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 and gambling and all the reasons, these are the reasons why, obviously, people people want those things away. But there's obviously a deeper... There's obviously deeper reasons all the time. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, wish them all the best, obviously. Love them to... Love them to come back. You know, he's, he's seemed... He seemed in a really good place in that interview mm-hmm. at times. He seemed like he's got the bit between his teeth. Um, I think, obviously, Everton Football Club, we give them stick at times for being frustrating and not doing things, but he... he he was full of praise and said, "Even if nothing happens, I'll always be grateful to them for mm. for what they've done. Even if it, you know, basically, if Everton get rid of him, I don't think I think Sean Dyche will give him every chance. If he's in a better place now than he's been for five years, then that gives you an opportunity to play to closer to your natural talent, which you don't get in a club's first team at sixteen. If you aren't a natural talent, mm-hmm. you don't play." in a team that's consistently in the Champions League and World Cups if you're not a natural talent. And I hope that he can continue this mindset because it'll mean that he's, he's dealt with something. And I hope that he does from from an mm. even swinging this background to being a little bit selfish. I hope that he comes back and is an is a excellent player for Everton. And we're all talking about mm. giving him a new contract and I'm, and I'm settling here. That's what I hope. Ultimately. But I hope he's happy. Ultimately. Mm. Everyone now understands the situation. Mm. So the, so at the club, they'll understand the situation. Mm. And again, do the club, do all the clubs have people? Do they have psychologists? Do they have um, open door policies? Mm. You know, he said some nice things about Sean Dyche. Been able mm. to go in and speak to him. You know, basically the whole list stuff have been put on him. Um, do, do, do all the clubs have the have, um, you know? Because there's so there's so much out. You know, I've just been getting I've just I've just been getting me hair cut there. That's why I was late. Thanks, Daz. Um, uh, and they were talking about um, I'm not gonna have a go. No, no, that's why it looks was. good. Looks that's good. why were, it was it was Dan and he was yeah. he, he was he was just wanting to chat. Um, but there's a young lad. I've told you loads of times. He used to work in the Barbies place for Aki. Now he's got a back injury, but he's chasing a contract. Right. And I think what kind of so he's got. A back injury, and if he gets over his back injury and proves he's fit, right? He's like 23, 24, maybe. He's got a back injury and he's got to get back to get a contract. Like, how much pressure is that? It's a kid from Skem, and he's got all that. Oh, pre- that's and like, just away. that's just like that's like a that's just like one tiny one example tiny, yeah. of like he's and we do like, oh, he's been coming in shop and he's been knackered because he's working so hard to get back and get trying to get that contract. And you think, you think that that's for anybody that's like there's no certainty there there's nothing nothing and we take it we take it all we do take it all for granted and just i just hope obviously everton and a lot of football clubs are do understand the problems now but the problem is out there it's it's out there now the situation's out there let's hope that now that it's out there um you can work within that frame that and you can you've you know there might be times where delhi alley mightn't be um fully you know you go in and 
you see him and he might you might say hello and he you know for I, for all I know you mightn't look up but people go well might have something on his head do you know what I mean yeah, like yeah, little yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that yeah, which yeah. a lot of the time they can be like I've seen you think oh, think he, he, he think he is yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah you know or or if we see him out if we see a player out and they don't respond or whatever it's like they might have been having a bad day you know they might have signed 199 autographs but the 200 one they but didn't because they had to go and someone goes that no bed wouldn't sign me autograph and it's like yeah there might be a reason mate he might have to get somewhere we're all for all everyone's we human, all have up, up and down days everyone's i just human. hope that yeah hopefully people are just a little bit more nicer to each other really because we he says it himself, innit? And there's never a truer word. We're always better together than on our own. Um, and that's just... we. I mean, even as a football club, we saw that when the fans got together. We mm. basically kept the club up the last two seasons. The fans haven't they? stronger together. Yeah, of course. And I think it's it's a huge thing that if you feel supportive, if you've got mates, um, if you can just be nicer to mm. each other, you know, Less abuse, I think the world would be much better if the, if people could. You know, if you don't like something, ignore it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's not directly like threatening you or your family, ignore it. Because what difference does it make to you? I see a tweet I don't like, ignore it. Do I have to respond? Do I have to abuse people? Do I have to do that? No. Block it. Ignore it. Same with anything, really. Um, if people are putting things on, social media do you have to respond and if you do can you respond in a way that isn't abusive because you might throw a comment out that you think is just a comment you get on with your day and that person might be low and that comment sticks with them and ruins their their the next three days of their life because you've you've said something that you didn't really need to say and you've you've said it and moved on with your life yeah. to you it was just in the moment whatever you know let's and, and let's not always jump on stuff as if it's fact as well there's a lot of untruths out there that people treat as fact um and we can all be better at this can't we all of us but let's hope, anyway. This, you know, let's move on. But let's hope that this is this paves the way for other for other footballers and other people who feel like they're drowning a little bit to mm-hmm. go and seek help if they can. Um, because for someone like him, who's got lots of talent, and that talent isn't coming out because he it can't come out because he's he's either so numb because he's taking sleeping tablets, like he was saying, mm-hmm. just to get through a day. That's a terrifying place to be at, isn't it? You can't do your job because you can't function. It's all about function. Football at the top level is incredibly difficult. It's it's insanely difficult for people who aren't who are functioning probably at their best level. So for ones who aren't, imagine how difficult that's gonna be. So hopefully he'll pave the way and it'll help other people and it'll help people in all walks of life. Not just footballers, not just famous people, not just whatever. Hopefully, it'll he it'll help people just you know cope a little bit or make people go. You know what? I could. I am struggling. I do need to seek some help here, whether that be a family member, a friend, or whether it be a health professional. 
um, and the onus should be on this government's future governments, whatever, making our health service better, not stripping it down and making these services readily available for people to go and speak to professionals who won't all have the answers, but sometimes just listening, just having someone to talk to and open up to might help. Might not help everybody, like Ped said before, it might not. People might not want to talk about it. But it's certainly not going to get any easier if you don't speak to anyone about it, is it? Because you, you will need something then to, to suppress it. And the problem is, the more you suppress stuff, the more you suppress stuff, something goes like a pressure cooker. Something mm. else goes, either you get an illness or something will happen, or it's the straw that broke the camel's back at times. There'll be something that's literally nothing, and you respond totally mm. disproportionately, and that creates a whole lot of other problems. So, well done, Delhi. Mm. Uh, well done, Gary Neville and the overlap. Tremendous. Um, reach as many people as possible. Right, moving on. Uh, just a few. Of the, let's go through some of the comments. Uh, Craig says, "Hell of a watch that overlap interview. Would be amazing if he come good for us." Uh, well, yeah, that would be that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Let's hope he does. Uh, the blue says, "Good on the lad for opening up about his trauma. It's clear the lad had real issues on top of that. He's not athletic anymore. Yeah, but that's not about that. He, he can be totally and utterly athletic. If you've ever suffered from mental health issues." Getting out of bed is difficult. Walking, driving, talking, concentrating on anything is difficult. The athleticism doesn't come into it for me. We'll see, won't we? Carno says Delhi will come good. Uh, Joe Mack, let's get a banner made for him for the sport and friendly. Yeah, maybe there will be. There was, you know, we, we've done it before. Uh, Peter says, I think we have to remember that players are human beings and they have struggles as well. Stephen Lee says, we stand with Delhi. Um, Stuart says, just makes me more desperate for him to turn it around. And Ryan says, why do you think he spoke to the overlap and didn't do it through Everton? Because I think doing it through the overlap was, was more powerful. I think doing it through Everton, I don't know whether... Everton would have asked him as that searching questions. And the other thing is he trusts Gary Neville. He's worked with Gary Neville, who's been part mm. of England. So you got it. If you're talking about personal stuff like that, you have to at least trust the person who, who you're speaking to to start yeah. with. Sitting in a room with an Ev with all due respect to the Everton interviewers, they don't know Delhi Ray. Okay, they've seen him and stuff, and he'll know who they are, but they're not on that level with them, are they? So. You know, maybe he'll do something moving forward if he's in a better place with Everton. Maybe, but I think, I think it's obvious why he spoke to Gary Neville. Yeah, personally. because it's a all the footballers are speaking to Gary Neville, aren't he? You know, from different clubs. You know, opening up to him. Mm. He is. He's he gone through a lot of. He's a footballer. He's gone through it all. Mm. He understands it. This is someone he will have been comfortable with. He's his coach. Um. Yeah, I I wouldn't I it's not I wouldn't have gone to Everton and spoke to their media team about this because I just think you're speaking to people who won't just won't understand just won't understand the pressures. I think mm. Gary Neville sitting there will understand understands the pressures of being a footballer. Mm. So um, and I think that's why a lot of people are going to yeah using the overlap. It's that's why I get so many good interviews. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Dave Roberts says he brought tears to my eyes. 
uh, happy chappy says what the lad has gone through is hor- uh, horrifying how anyone could do that to a child is beyond me it's more prevalent than you you think might have uh, haven't worked in it it's everywhere right underneath yet you know underneath your nose really um mr jeffrey says i'm so proud that delhi probably was never ready to tell his story but the cancer's media were gonna do it soon so i'm really glad he got to tell it mm-hmm. first absolutely um Liam says, Gary Neville's a good lad, dealt with it so well. He's been nothing but a positive influence in the game for mm. years and years, much respect. That, again, there's, that's why, isn't it? Because, yeah, because he does things he, he does things for the right reasons, in a way. He, he, he tries to explain, from a footballer's point of view, what's going on and stuff. And, and you know, when when we talk about media in this country, they're not... They're, or, they're just they're not there's nothing positive about the media in this country the tabloids there's nothing positive about them at all mm. you know in this, obviously in this in you know i i for the life of me i haven't only re- can't understand why any reason why anyone would read the sun or go near any murdoch media mm. you know it's why we don't have we don't do anything with talk sports because mm. he owns it it's simple as that yeah um not for the act they consist constantly yeah ask us and but we won't do never, anything with them because from as far as i'm concerned i'll be the you know the day murdoch shuffles off will be a great day because he's the man is the man is just a scum but no morals he's the man is just scum and uh, he's happy to see other people suffer for a few quid in his pocket mm. and we uh, know that for a fact Wellness coach says this is a reminder so much goes on behind the scenes at any workplace. Some can be communicated, some can't. Men especially need to talk, but hopefully this will help break the stigma. Joshua Foran says, absolutely love you lads for covering this. We have a chance for the comeback story of a generation with him and he deserves uh, as much support as anyone else. Cato says, my dad is a gambling addict and my mum is an alcoholic. These things ruin families both are apart at the moment. I can sympathise with Delhi in that aspect, but the abuse he suffered is disgusting. Yeah, uh, Peaceful Warriors says, uh, respect to Delhi and having gone through similar things, I'm 54 and still battling, but I hope he gives us a good year, then it looks like he wants to go back to Potts or Spurs. Does he? I think he just I, I think, think he just wants to play football really and matters, enjoy it. it. I think the no? football side of thing doesn't really mm. matter at the moment. Mm. I think just, just him getting back to a level that he was that he that he wants to be at is the most important thing at the moment. Yeah. Dave Roberts says I've just beat bowel and lung cancer. Fantastic, Brilliant. David. Super. My coping mechanism was to laugh at it and not let it beat me. So I know where he's coming from. Brilliant. Tremendous that Dave. Stay well, mate. Peter Roberts says the bloke was abused at six years of age, hung off a bridge, sent to Africa, adopted. Mm-hmm. This lad just wants to find peace and if he does this, his talent will get him back. Well said, mate. Um Mr. Jeffrey says, also, can we give Everton massive credit for their statement they put out? It sounds like we've been right behind them as a club, uh, doing whatever. Yeah, absolutely, we did. Um, Yeah, just loads of of, uh, stuff. Mr. Jeffrey says, spot on, Baz, I understand mental health a lot better now. I've had friends who are getting where getting out of bed was the hardest thing imaginable. Imagine having to do it, and this is when people go, his athleticism's gone, or this has gone now, and all that. Imagine having to get out and go into an environment where you've got to be at your very best all the time to be able to compete at the top level. It simply doesn't happen. We'll see now, won't we? We'll see. But hopefully 
he's well in himself. That's the first thing. Royal Blue says, listening to Delhi's story hits home hard. Jacob says, I work in the NHS and the amount of men who go through depression and past trauma who are scared, too scared to speak out because they feel like it's not a man thing. It's so, so upsetting to see and hear. Absolutely. Uh, Matthew says, great video, lads, and well said. Fantastic interview by him and Nev. Always rated them as a Spurs player. Mm. Everyone can totally understand what he's gone through in his life now. Absolutely. Um, Yucky Ducky says people just love to chat crap about people. I've had a drug problem all my life. Loads of people are going through the same crap as me. People don't give a toss. They need to though, don't they? And it is difficult. It's difficult. Um, thanks for people who were saying sorry for the loss and all. It was a few. It was six, seven, eight years ago. Now it doesn't make it any easier. Um, and it's frustrating. You'd always have that thing, and his, his, you know, his mum and his siblings will always have that thing of why didn't he open up? We have it. We all have it. But hopefully, more people. Clark, Clark, uh, Clark Carlisle was another one, wasn't he? Aaron Lennon yeah. was another. You know, we've had it before. Um, it's so difficult. It's so difficult. Uh, just a few football things. Uh, Ashley Young has been confirmed. Uh, his interview was quite mm. good. Looks. Doesn't look 38, so <laughs> fair play to him. But um just the first one in. Yeah. A, a, po- a positive in that he's he's a squad player that's come in and you know, like you said, he, he may well he may well mm. be in Everton's first team. Um as a left back or whatever, or certainly there to, to make to put that pressure on Michelenko. Mm. Um But it's over the line and it's it's you know, Everton move on to the next the next target now. Uh, he seems quite seems quite happy to be here. Yeah. Um and I think reading what a few of the Villa players have said and what a lot of their fans have said, seems like he's a he's a positive influence. Yeah. Um seems like he's someone who'll be good in addressing him as well. So Yeah, I, I, I think I think as long as he's got the hunger and the desire and he's fit, then I think you, there'll be something to take from it, won't there? I think for me, there's a few positions on the place uh, on the pitch that mm. he can play in that mm. he'll get game time. I genuinely do believe he'll be one of those players that ends up playing 25 games this season. Maybe you know not always in the same position, but uh, covering for other players. And you know, can he play? You know, three times in a week. Well, you I suppose you don't really want to. See, you don't really want that to happen anyway, but I, th- I do think I think he's a good squad player. To me, it makes sense. It's a one-year deal. Mm. You know, th- he's thirty-eight. Yeah, so what? Mm. If he's fit and he can stay f- and he can stay fit, then I think he's got something to give us. So we are where we are, and yeah. I think it does help us uh, cover a few positions. Definitely, uh, Frank Rogers says thank you for talking about this over the usual. Shit show that's Everton. Watched the interview in the office. It was so emotional. I struggled to keep it together. Really hope he sorts himself out. Knuckles down. There's a player in there. Steve Kelly says, All right, lads, hope you both well. Well put about Delhi and the mental health issues. Most important thing for Delhi is that he's happy in life. Forget the football side. One thing that stood out to me is when he mentioned about the Amazon doc with Josie saying sorry to him, but they didn't put it in the doc. I think the doc and Spurs have hung him out to dry. And the media made the media create a narrative about him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Curly says, "Hey, up lads, I'm completely behind giving Delhi a go. 
you have to remember how much he'll cost us. If he plays well enough and he, he gets back to something like he can do, then Everton wouldn't be able to buy a player who would be even 70% of Delhi for that price. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying he will, by the way. But if, if he was, imagine if he come back to 70% of the player he yeah. was at top of his game and for spares. If Everton were looking for that kind of player now, we wouldn't be able to afford him. So he'll only get that chance if he's fit, and if he and if the manager's convinced that he will, he can do it. So then, if those two parameters are ticked, then why wouldn't we see if we can get games out of him and see what he can do? And if he comes in and affects games, we'll all want him to play because we all will say, "Well, you know, he's come in. If he does well, this he'll." I, I don't have any issue. I don't have any issue with the price. I really don't. Mm. It's because it, we he will only tick the box. We will only have to pay anything when he's he's at the top of his level that he can be. That's on, that's for the manager to decide, yeah, isn't yeah, it? That's yeah, for yeah. the manager once he's once he's fully fit. He was you know he's training yesterday on his own um, in Swi- you know in, in Switzerland mm. doing, doing his own work. He had an operation. Didn't Good he? that he's out there. Well, yeah. He's out there and he's the most important thing of that is he's treated like everybody else in terms of the football side of thing, and the manager will have to decide. Whether he fits in, whether he needs them to, he needs that type of player, and then is it worth spending the money? You know, I understand everything that's been said today. What today has done is said right. Mentally, you've got that player back. Prove it, mm. and then make a decision. The manager might be looking at it thinking, "I've got nowhere for this player, or the money I'm going to have to get put into this player." is money I could be spending somewhere else. Those cold, hard decisions still need to be made. So for me, that side of things, I don't think don't think has really changed. It, the diff, only difference is the manager now knows he's got a player who is in a good place and there's a clarity and maybe the things that were stopping him have been removed. Mm-hmm. So the manager still has to make a decision. You know, a, a, fit, a fit and healthy Delhi mightn't be what the manager wants. It might mm-hmm. be what he needs, but... He gets to make that decision now yeah. on for the right reasons yeah. rather than the wrong reasons. Absolutely. Uh, right, last few. Uh, Corin says, mental health is hard. I've suffered with it for 13 years. I have very dark days. There's too much judgment in the world. I hope he gets better soon. Hope you, you're you all right, Corin. And Matthew says, I think sometimes I should talk to someone. I don't really have any friends. One really, my dream is to go to Goodison. I'm open to do it this season. If I can get help down there. Get in touch with people. A lot of people have said that with Everton in the community, Matthew, and see, see if there's any groups or whatever that you can get there. There, there are. There will be. There's things there out things there. Out definitely. There, you know, I. You know, there are. I've played in. There's things like I've. So I've played in like the Manuel Football League, which is, um, it's currently in Prescott, and it's for people. It's for men who are middle-aged. Oh, a lot of them overweight. Um, and it's an opportunity to number one to play football against people who are like the same, so you don't feel like because you got to as we get. I know there'll be a lot of younger people, but as you get older, there's like barriers that get put in front of you. Like you know, if you still enjoy football and stuff like that, and you enjoy the camaraderie, but you don't want to go to fo- like to play football or five aside because you just feel like you're gonna embarrass yourself because of all like the young younger people who are there and stuff. So you can find like-minded things like that 
you know, I know there's a couple of different ones like that where they're, they're trying to look after your your weight and 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 the mental health for side of things, and there'll be other things out there. I know, um, you know, as I said, I as I said I played in a game on on Saturday uh, with the lads on talking toffees. I know there's a uh, a couple of um, Jay, isn't it? Has got the the walking. Mm. Uh, I can't JD. Yeah, J, but I can't remember what they're called. So JD's got his. Like the 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 walking group, and they just go for walks mm-hmm. as a bunch of lads. And you know what? When people say talk, it's not like I have to pour all my heart out. It might just be going down and having a conversation a chat, yeah. with somebody. And then because you get to trust with that person, you might go, you know what? I haven't been feeling great recently. And they go, why? What's been the matter? Go, you know why? I don't know. I just don't feel great. I can't, I'm struggling to get out of bed. And it's not like you have to pour your soul out mm-hmm. of why that is. But I think the first steps have to be being in the company of other people. Because we are supposed to be. We've become... Talk, at we, talk up underscore... So we've become, we've become weird creatures that go on our phones and talk to strangers and then get abused by strangers and wonder why society is breaking down to the point where people just are like absolute knobheads to each other. Where we're supposed to be like together in groups, aren't we? Families and stuff mm. or whatever. And that sort of is drifting out of our lives. So it's that thing of just being able to see someone and going round to someone's house and having a cup. I, I, I'm really bad for it. I've got mates I don't see and they're only down the road and you just think, they'll go, come down, have a cup of tea. And you're like, oh, you know what? I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And sometimes, it's just, it's just sometimes it can be like, do you know what? I've got half an hour there. I'll just go and have a cup of tea with them. Because most of the time, you're like, they're, they're made up to see you. You're made up to have a chat. You end up talking about stupid things that you don't talk to about anyone else because other people don't, share the same stupid things you like so there's only there's so many little things we can all do together rather than just going on twitter or facebook or where it's all i'm having the greatest time of my life and then you feel bad because you could someone has, or the, the other spend the spectrum is i'm 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 having a terrible terrible time and it's all your fault and you're a knobhead kind of existence so it can just be, it can just be about going, you know what, once a week I'm going to go and have a cup of coffee with me mate for an hour, chat, absolute wham to each other and, and that's the end of it. Sometimes mm. that's all it needs. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Anthony Alanga to finish Everton. Being to finish Everton? Alanga to finish Everton. <laughs> to finish off. Uh, <laughs> Everton have been interested in him for a while mm. as a loan. Um, not sure he wants to stay in England to be honest I think he's looking for a loan elsewhere but again it's all about offers isn't it can Everton persuade him that see what happens. he is the place for him mm. we'll wait and see but we'll it's been put out there's been a bid there's been no bid for Anthony Langer at the moment whether if Everton get get the right uh, interest back then maybe a bid will come but um, but at least he's the right pro, like the right age, and he's quick. He is quite quick. Um, people will have people will have an opinion on whether or not he's good enough, or or what else we should do. But let's wait and see. Uh, we're going to be live on more than a game. But uh, hit the like button, subscribe on your way. Oh, thanks for everyone who's joined and commented today. Um, much appreciated. Take it easy. See you later.